Welcome back to another episode of the Trench Life Podcast. I hope you guys are doing well whenever you guys are listening to this. So over the last couple of weeks, I've been recording stuff and putting it out there about just simple um, how to be an athlete or why the why you should be an athlete first and why you should uh, and how to do certain things. And, and today I just wanted to take time and uh, reflect back on this last season of football uh, here in Canada during the summer, which is specifically in Ontario, there's a great deal to be said that rep football is far more competitive than um, high school football at this particular moment. And if you guys are in the States listening to this, that's going to sound weird because you guys are extremely competitive during the high school season and rep football is not necessarily the most competitive or the first thought. Um, but anyways, I digress. So coaching offensive line or coaching football in general can be challenging uh, at any level. But uh, I got the opportunity to coach two teams this summer, and uh, one being a twelve year under twelve years old, and one being under nineteen years old. And both presented two unique um, challenges. One being teaching the 12-year-old kids how to do the basics and get the basics down. And the other trying to teach more complicated schemes to those looking to go to university in the, ne- in the coming years or next year. Um, you had to change, I had to change, uh, had to change, ma- change masks often because you had to deal with them differently. But I won't get into that so much as... This is not a podcast necessarily for coaches. This is for offensive line athletes out there. Um, I will, however, get into the coaching details at another point, but I just want to talk about the differences of two seasons. And this may be a culture thing when it comes to why kids or older kids now find it so easy not to... Uh, or not want to buy into things and why it's so easy for kids to not want to look at things from a team's perspective and why maybe some people on the under 19 team didn't fully buy into what we were trying to do. Now, uh, I'll preface all this with saying that the senior team or they called senior here is was one of the most talented squads that I ever got a chance to work with. And, um, and I had a pleasure doing it, but overall, the overall team perspective or the whole overall team culture was not that of wanting to win a championship as compared to my peewee team. And and you could say, Oh, they're young kids. This is the big thing. A lot of people say it's like, Oh, they're only 12 years old. It can't be that competitive. But surprisingly it's one, it's one of the most competitive under 12 uh, years old leagues that I've ever had the chance of watching. And I can't diminish the work that they've put in because they've put in hard work and they've understood some, some really complicated stuff for kids their age um, running zone blocking schemes at 12 and running uh, pulling schemes and trapping plays and understanding um, uh, understanding defenses and stuff like that at, at the age of 12. So I can't, can't say anything bad about it um but all that being said uh 
you could tell the difference between a team that wants to win and between a team that doesn't want to win or just does is indifferent to is or is indifferent to winning. Um, my under nineteen team, we went five and or sorry, we went six and two in the season and then lost in the first round of, of the playoffs to a team that we had beaten during the regular season. The week the the practice week prior to that playoff game, there was maybe 13 to 18 kids that would show up to practice and that was it on a roster that had 50 something kids on it. Now they could, you could say that they had work. You could say that they had whatever you can make up whatever excuses you wanted to come up with, but the practice dates have never changed. Um, they likely will never change in the future and they've been the same for a very long time. So you went; these kids went into the season knowing that, knowing what the the work, the the training schedule, the practice schedule was going to be, and the and the game schedule being Saturdays, Saturdays generally speaking for the time, the foreseeable future. Now, why didn't they buy in? Maybe that's a coaching thing. Maybe I didn't do that great of a job as getting them to buy into the system. Uh, it's easy. It's easy for me to take that on my shoulders, and to a cer- certain extent, I do. I do take a little bit of, or maybe most of, the reason why some of the kids didn't show up. Now, because um, I'm a big believer in extreme ownership, and if I don't take responsibility, then who should be taking responsibility? Um, however, that being said, if you're out there as an offensive lineman and you find yourself on a team that is lacking buy-in. You have to understand one thing. The game, the offense will never run properly without you. And if you guys don't show up and don't buy into the system, then nothing's going to work. Now, that's not me trying to pump your tires and say, oh, the, you know, the typical meme of how offensive linemen are never getting the never getting the limelight and they never get praised and all this stuff. Like, no, like this is just straight up facts. The f- offense will never work without a bought in O-line. If the O-line does not fully buy in, then the offense is not going to run properly. This is strictly strategic as you as an offensive lineman. You need to go to come to practice and you need to get all five of you together and buy into the system. Whatever the system may be, you need to buy into it. You may not agree with it 100%, which is fine, which you can have that conversation with your coaches with, but you need to buy into the overall scheme of it. Now, on the flip side, my peewee team has a championship game this weekend against a team that we did lose against, however, in the in the in the regular season. But uh, these kids are always at practice. You know, you could say it's because their parents bring them, and that's fair to say, and I, I would agree. But however, when they're at practice, they're fully bought into what we're trying to do. They're fully there. They're fully a hundred percent locked in, ready to go, and ready to play, and ready to do what we have to do. They don't enjoy losing. They took that loss against what would be called, what the team that we would be playing called is Chatham, and they're looking to get some revenge this weekend. It's a, I like to call this season, or I've been ta- calling it this season, the tale of two seasons. For me specifically, because I'm the only coach on either coaching staff that has been coaching two teams, and that might be that would have been a mistake on my part to to to, to take on two teams because now I'm spreading myself rather thin 
or I spread myself rather thin now that the season's over. It's a little too late to take it back where we are where we are. But these 12-year-old kids have have bought right into a system that is complicated. That's not the typical run left, run right, or up the middle, or sweep, or um, simple pass route combinations, or whatever you want to call it, there, or or simple four three defenses, or uh, or any of that. This this Peewee team bought into a system that is far more complicated. And when you buy in, you're willing to work hard. When you buy into something, you're willing to work hard for a win. When you buy into something, you're invested emotionally and in the case of um, and in the case of summer football here, actually financially you're bought into because you have to pay a certain amount of money to be on the team, uh, et cetera. So when you buy in, you're going to be more willing to work hard because you have a vested interest in it. If you don't buy in, you who's to say that you just don't go to practice because you don't care because you have no real interest outside of maybe personal ones to get it done. But on your personal ones, you see a bunch of kids go to camps and they go to uh, other things because football in Canada not is not necessarily the the marquee, if you will. You're not looking to go all over the place in Canada because it the the infrastructure just does not suit uh, or have the environment just does not suit football players here outside. Uh, when you get to the CIS, it, it's competitive, but uh, it's not like the states in terms of getting a full ride scholarship to universities and having the potential to go pro, even though I know that percentage is rather small compared to how many people actually play college football. But the problem is, is this where it leads? This is the main point of this podcast is that I've spoke on buy-in about a million times already. If you can buy into a system, whether you disagree or agree with it, you can do that throughout your career. These peewee kids are going to buy into systems as they move forward, unless someone screws them up. Unless another coach tells them uh, tells them something they really don't like and they just lose interest in it and now they're not bought in anymore. You got to create buy-in. And even it's easy it's easy that's what your job is as a coach is to create buy-in. However, if you're an athlete out there and you're listening to this, you need to buy in yourself. You need to be willing to buy into whatever is being sold to you because there's a reason why that offensive coordinator um, is putting together what they're putting together because the head coach trusts them. Now, getting on to the same point, somewhere along the line, I believe that these senior kids or these older kids lost their ability to buy into a system that they may not agree with or they don't understand. That is on the part of coaches starting from the youth up. You need to, we need to start somewhere that these kids can bleed or not bleed. They can merge right into the older systems as they go forward and be adaptable. We can't have kids go from age group to age group and lose their ability to buy into systems because they end up thinking one thing or another. 
if these kids are able to buy in to a system when they're younger, they're going to move up to the next level and have buy-in as well because they've learned to work hard for something. They've learned that there's a there's sacrifices to be made. They, they learn that when you have skin in the game or when you have an invested interest in something, you have to work hard in order to achieve the end goal. If they don't have that, they go into the older age groups and then you have where kids just don't want to show up to practice because they feel like they don't have to. They feel like there's no reason for them to show up to practice because uh, what, what for whatever reason. Now, you take that same attitude and you move it into university, you're going to get cut really quick. No coach in, in, in any college format, for that matter, any high school format down in the States, is going to put up with you thinking that you know everything. Not going to put up with you questioning every single thing that a coach tells you to do. Not going to put up with every single th- with you trying to challenge every single thing. They'll put up with you just asking questions about it so you can fully understand it. But if you don't buy in, it's next man up. If you don't buy into something, it's next person on the line. It's the next person ready to go. Unless you're such a fantastic and such an amazing talent that you're pancaking people every single play multiple people per play, uh, but and you still haven't bought into the system, you better buy in real quick because someone else is ready to ready and willing to, to do the, what's asked of them. You have to buy in. You have to be ready to adapt to whatever offensive schemes are being asked of you or willing to learn at least. So that's kind of where my, my little rant is here is that from this tale of two seasons, one thing has come blatantly clear. When you buy in, you win championships. When you don't buy in, you either don't make the playoffs or you lose in the first round. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, leave me a message if you want me to talk about anything else specifically. Um, I'm going to try to do this more often. I'm going to be 100% honest with anyone listening. I haven't put out the stuff that I've recorded because I don't necessarily necessarily feel it's of the best stuff, but I'm just going to get over it and just start posting stuff. No matter whether you guys like it or don't like it, I'm just going to get out of my own head and just get it out there. So again, if you guys like it, let me know, uh, share it with your friends. Uh, I'd greatly appreciate that. Uh, with all that being said, I hope you guys have a great day and, uh, see you guys in the next episode.